Hallelujah. Let's make some noise for Jesus, y'all. Hallelujah. Usually after the announcements, we're kind of, you know, a little lazy and we, we just, you know, we, we're settled. But um, I'm excited about Jesus. I'm always excited about him because he's so good. Like, he's faithful. There's nobody like him in all the earth. My friends can't do me like Jesus. He's amazing. Amen. And uh, I'm just thinking about, like, the songs that were sung during praise and worship. They were so on point with my message. Um, you know, what you saw in the spirit uh, is it, powerful just because, like, <laughs> it's all in my sermon. And I'm going to, I'm actually talking about chains being broken today. Amen. Amen. So I believe that the Lord is going to do something great. I believe God is going to move. He already started to move. And I believe that in this message, chains are actually going to break. You're going to actually feel the chains break off you. Amen. I believe that in this message, you're going to learn that uh, uh, while getting to your destiny, that there are going to be obstacles and there are, there are going to be downfalls. Amen on your way to destiny. Amen. So today I'm going to be talking about Samson. Um, if you have your Bible, please turn with me to Judges chapter 14, I mean chapter 13. Last week, uh, pastor talked about the judge Deborah, and uh, I'm going to be talking about the judge Samson. Amen. And um, you know, Mother's Day was last week, and uh, just going into this study, I was just thinking to myself, like, wow, just studying about uh, Samson's parents and just how the angel of the Lord came to his mother and, and shared a vision with her and told her what her child was going to be like. And, and, and you know, the angel came to her sharing this good news with her, and she was not even able to conceive. And uh, he, he shared the vision with her, letting her know what her son was going to be. Amen. So we're just going to uh, keep, the, keep the word open. And um, I'm going to summarize basically each chapter for the past uh, four chapters. I'm going to give you a short summary of what transpired throughout the scripture. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God some glory. Hallelujah. We could do better than that. We serve the great I am. Amen. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet and just Shabbat the Lord? Hallelujah. Let's make some noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We got to wake it up in here. Hallelujah. 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 You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. We bless your holy name. How many of you know that God lives in the praises of his people? Amen. So let's just tell him how great he is. Tell him how awesome he is. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just used to energy. I'm used to um, making some noise for the Lord because he's, he's just that good. If, uh, if, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think of, because I was going to say if I was at a basketball game, I'd be making noise. But that's not true because I really don't care about basketball. So, but if I was at a dance concert and people were performing, you know, I'll be going off making some noise or even dancing along with them. So um, now that I'm in the house of the Lord, 
I think that I need to bring that same energy into the house of God and give him everything I got. Amen? Amen. So Samson lived in the land that God had given to the Israelites, but there were still other people who either inhabited the land or attacked the Israelites. God used men and women, amen, called judges to lead and protect the people of Israel during this time before they actually had a king. One of the judges was Samson. Though we probably, for those who um, don't know the story of Samson, you may not know, but um, he was a little twisted, amen? We can learn from Samson. We can learn what to do and what not to do, amen? But he was definitely used by God, all right? Um, God had planned a special life for Samson. Uh, God visited Samson's parents through an angel to tell them that Samson would be a Nazarite from birth. The, the vow of a Nazarite was typically for a, set, a, a, for a set a period of time and was voluntary. Amen. Yet in Samson's case, he was to be a Nazarite all his life and was uh, 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 called by God to do so. It, was, it, it really wasn't a choice for Samson, but it was, it was something that was done personally that God has given his parents. Amen. So an angel came to his mother explained to her about her child and what her child was going to do. Amen. She went to her husband and, and let her husband know of what the angel shared. And then um, her husband, uh, his name was um, Namoa, told her, okay, well, we're going to have to pray about this. And when he prayed about it, the angel uh, revisited them and shared that information once again with the father. Um, and so it says after the, uh, the Spirit of God revealed to them what was going to take place, um, they offered up a sacrifice and began to worship the Lord. Amen? And I encourage you to, 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 to really tap in to worship. When the Lord has spoken something over your life and you know God is speaking, I know some of you are thinking, well, how do I know when God is speaking to me? Uh, sometimes God speaks in a still, small voice, and you know it's Him, or you open up the Word and the Scripture relates to your situation. Or God may send someone your way to encourage you or to send you something. He sometimes speaks through circumstances, situations, amen. And when he speaks to you and you know it's him, amen, sometimes you hear uh, a, a word maybe three or four times. Or, you know, you just know that the Lord is speaking. When you know the Lord is speaking, you ought to offer up a sacrifice just as Samson and his parents did. They offered up worship and saw the angel descended in their worship, amen. And I encourage you because it's, it's almost as, as, as if you're sealing that thing. You know, you, God, I believe your word. I worship you, and I believe that you're going to bring it to pass. I know it's you speaking to me. It's not my flesh speaking, but it's your spirit speaking to me. So, therefore, I'm going to worship you in spirit and in truth, and I'm going to walk this thing out and believe in your word because you said it. Amen. So, the Lord spoke to them. They offered up a sacrifice, believing God at his word on what he said their son was going to be like. Amen. And when I was reading this, I began to think about my life. I began to think about my children. All, the, all of my children, the Lord revealed to me that I was having them, you know, before my wife even knew. Amen. And I remember when he told me, you one of my sons right here coming in. Hmm. So <laughs> I remember the Lord telling me, 
I was in worship, and uh, the Lord, I just, it was so clear. He said, your wife is pregnant. First of all, I wasn't going into worship to hear anything about my wife being pregnant. Amen. Going into worship just to seek him and to worship him. And in the midst of my worship, the Lord said, your wife is pregnant. And sometimes that's how it is, y'all. When we're seeking the Lord, we, we, we don't always um, know what he's going to say or do. But we need to just be obedient to whatever it is that he wants to do. Amen. So when he spoke that into my spirit, I said, Lord, if this is you, confirm it through your word. I opened up my word and I opened right up to Zachariah where the angel came to Zachariah and told him that your wife Elizabeth is pregnant. So when I read that, I was like, oh, she really is pregnant. I, God, I believe you. I worship you. I'm, I'm not really, uh, really ready for this, but I'm excited because I know that it, there's something that you have in store. Amen. So I got excited. I told my wife, yes, you are pregnant. Um, we need to go get a pregnancy test. She was like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, no, you is. He told me you are, you know. And uh, um, so, and I looked up John the Baptist, and I saw that John the Baptist was great. You know, he did great exploits for the Lord, and he prepared the way, and, you know, he preached. You know what I mean? And I got excited about that thing because I said, maybe this child is going to be a preacher, or he's going to uh, 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 a foreseer, or he's going to be able to uh, uh, share the gospel with others and prepare them for what God want to do in their lives. So I believe that about my son, amen? And so as my child started to get older, I think when he was about two, uh, we walked in the room, and he had the, a little fake microphone that my mom bought him. And uh, he was in the mirror, and he was saying, and God is going to fix it. And God is so good, and he is so great. And, and he began to just worship the Lord and just proclaiming the word of God. And I said, wow, that's something else to see how the Lord spoke to me and said that my son was going to be something and here it is, he's actually um, turning into the man of God that he said he would be. Amen. So we see here with Samson, we see here with Samson, um, there was a word spoken. They believed God. They worshiped the Lord. And the Lord did. Um, she actually conceived of Samson's wife. I mean, I'm sorry. Namoah's wife, she ended up conceiving, being pregnant with uh, Samson. So then she gave birth to Samson, and it says, Samson went down to Timnah, which is a city known to mean forbidden. Amen? He met a woman from the Philistines. Let me, let me backtrack real quick. So Samson's um, a, a, a appointment uh, his, his calling on his life was to help the Israelites be free from the Philistines. Amen. So Samson was born. He started to grow up. The Bible says that he was blessed and, you know, God, the spirit was upon him. And here it says here that, um, let me see what verse that was. Uh, we didn't get to the uh, verse yet. Let me go there. So in chapter 14, it says, it's Judges chapter 14. It says, Samson went down to Timnah, right? And at Timnah, he saw one of the daughters of the Philistines. Then he came up and told his father and mother. Amen. So he went to a city called Timnah. Timnah was known to be a city. Uh, it, it, um, Timnah means forbidden. So can you imagine? Can you imagine this, 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 this child that was supposed to be so great? 
this child was supposed to be the, the, the great uh, 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 deliverer of Israel. He was supposed to uh, protect the Israelites from the Philistines. And here it is that he went down to a forbidden city to marry one of his enemies. Amen. And when I saw that, I said, wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, why would he go to a place of forbiddenness and then be able to, and then marry someone who was against him? And I, I, I just couldn't understand why would he do that. And I, you know, I thought about my son again. I said, you know what? You know, I know my son is anointed to do a great exploit for the Lord, but um, sometimes uh, he, he's not preaching. Sometimes he's making me mad, and sometimes he's getting into stuff that I never thought he would get into. Sometimes he say things that is completely opposite of what the Lord said he would do. And, and, and I can only imagine how the parents felt. Any of you, um, as a parent, ever expected a child to turn out a certain way, or you pour into them different uh, values and, and morals and the Word of God, and yet they still go astray, and yet they still go in another direction, amen. And, 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 and I look at Samson, he ended up being with a woman that was totally against his beliefs, amen. He was supposed to defeat these people, but yet he want to he wanna marry these people. And that sounds like us, right? We're supposed to be defeating sin. We're supposed to be defeating uh, 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 different things that we struggle. We're supposed to be defeating these things, but yet we play with it, amen? We get entangled. We get married to these things, binded to these things, and they begin to control us. They begin to take over us because we have allowed ourselves, op our, allowed ourselves to open up to the enemy, amen? Amen. So it says that um, Samson went down to Timnah, which is a city, I said, which is uh, known for forbidden. And uh, he met a woman, married her. These were the enemies of the people of God. Samson's parents tried to convince him to choose an Israelite woman to be his wife, but he refused their guidance. How many of you know, I mean, have, have any of you ever experienced your kids refusing your guidance? Amen. Or a friend who refuses your guidance or a brother or a sister who refuses your guidance. You try to encourage them to go in the right direction or to follow after the ways of the Lord, but yet they decide they're going to do it their way. Amen. And um, it says in the scripture that Samson said, they, she looks good to me. She's good in my eyes. And so I'm going to take her mother, father, regardless of what y'all say, I want her. Amen. And at that time, these people were so caught up, the Israelites, I mean, the Philistines, all of them, even the Israelites adapted to the ways of the Philistines. So they were so caught up on what looked good. Amen. They were so caught up on what they wanted. And so therefore, whatever they wanted, they wanted to go after it. Amen. And we live in, in that time as well where we see things and we just want it. And regardless of what it's going to do to us or uh, uh, how it's going to harm us, we want what we want when we want it. Amen. And we go after it, not realizing the consequences that, that it's going to bring. Amen. So it says, uh, let's go to chapter 14, verses 5 and 6. Hmm. Hallelujah. Then Samson went down with his father and mother to Timnah. They came to the vineyards of Timnah. And behold, a young lion came toward him, roaring. Amen. 
How many of you know that when you're on your journey to destiny, amen, uh, 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 or, even on your, uh, or even going away from your journey. Matter of fact, let's stay right there. When you're going away from your journey, you're going to be presented with things that just look impossible to beat. Amen. Can you imagine walking and going in the wrong direction and there it is, a lying before you? Amen. And, and, and it's crazy um, thinking about it because it's like you would have thought with him seeing this lion that he would have said, you know what? I'm not going to that place of, uh, uh, I'm not going to that forbidden place to be with my enemy because I see this lion. Maybe this is a sign that I need to turn around and go back where I need to go. But yet he was persistent. He said, no, I'm going to keep going. But what he did was, let's, let's go to the text. It says, then the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. And although he had nothing in his hand, he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. Amen. And that's, that's, man, that, that, that blessed me so because you know, even when we're going in the wrong direction, sometimes, amen, when there is a calling upon our lives, the Lord will show up with, with, with greatness, amen. The Lord will show up with his love and, and, and show us how much he loves us. So it, it wasn't it, nothing good that Samson did in order for the spirit of the Lord to come upon him, but it was because of the plan that God had in store for him. So it had nothing to do with him being good or even being bad. But I think sometimes in our lives when we're going in the wrong direction, that the Lord will just come upon us to let us know, I'm here with you. I love you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Son, you're going in the wrong direction, but I'm going to show up strong just to let you know that I'm still here. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say that he's still there. That even when I make a bad decision, that the Lord is standing right there trying to lead me and encourage me to go in the right direction. I don't always cross every T or dot every I, but the Lord is always showing up strong. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's still, there's still, look at your neighbor. And say, there's still something you have to do. I'm not talking about works. I'm not talking about earning God's love or earning God's power. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about submitting to the spirit of the Lord in our weakness so that he can show up strong. Amen. Amen. So even though Samson's desires were carnal, God used this choice to accomplish his plan. Amen. So, let me see where I'm at. Okay, so on Samson's way to visit the woman, he had chosen to be his wife. He was able to kill the lion with his bare hands. Apparently, this was the first time the great strength from God appeared in his life. The Bible says that he did not even tell his parents about this event. When Samson returned home from visiting the woman who was to become his wife, a swarm of bees inhabited the dead body of the lion. Samson took honey from the lion's carcass in violation of the Nazarite vow to avoid dead bodies. Amen. So he ripped that lion apart and proceeded on his journey. And then he decided to go back. When he went back, it was a carcass laying there. And there was uh, honey inside the, 
the carcass, and Samson took his finger and got some of the honey, and he ate it. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, how does something sweet come from a dead situation? Like, how in the world did he get honey out of something dead, but because of the bees being present, and I just thought about in our lives how and sometimes things seem so dead. It just seems like there's no way that God can revive it. It just seems like there's nothing you can get out of it. But I just want you to know that there is something sweet inside your deadness. Amen. That the Lord has something great in store for you, even though you cannot see the way out. You cannot see how God is going to uh, 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 open up doors. You don't see how he's going to provide. But know that even in a situation that looks dead, that there's something sweet in it. Amen. I know when things look dead in my life and I begin to worship the Lord and I taste and see that the Lord is good, that's better than anything else that I've that I can experience. Amen. So whether I'm able to pay all my bills or whether I'm able to uh, uh, go uh, to, to different places that I like to go, if I'm able to do it or not, I know that the Spirit of the Lord is sweet. Amen. And I know that even when I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling by myself or I'm feeling like I can't make it. Amen. Or I feel like uh, the world is against me or I'm carrying so many weights upon my shoulders. I know that if I just get into the presence of the Lord that there is sweetness in his presence amen can I get a witness hallelujah hallelujah I said how in the world could he find some sweet and something dead my God and I think in our, in, in our lives we need to look at situations like that, uh, that that just looks terrible just try to find the positive in it you know we don't always see the positive but look for the positive um, in your in your situation, amen. So, so yeah. So Samson, um, when preparing for the wedding feast, a group of Philistine men who apparently wanted to cause trouble, amen, came to Samson. Samson proposed a challenge to them. He gave them a riddle that they had to answer within the week of the feast, amen. If they answered correctly, he would give sheets and clothing for each of the men. Amen. And so if they didn't answer, they would have to give unto Samson. So this was the riddle. The riddle was, out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. So the Philistine men were not able to answer the riddle on their own. They threatened the lives of Samson's wife and her family to get her to discover the riddle from Samson. She pleaded with Samson for the answer during the feast, and Samson finally revealed the answer to her. The Philistine men came to Samson with the answer. They said, what is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? Amen. And to obtain the clothing, Samson needed to pay off the debt of the riddle. So Samson went and destroyed 30 men from that city. And, and, and it says that um, uh, he, he destroyed the people. Well, he, he uh, defeated them, took all their clothing, and went back to the party and gave these men what was due unto them. So then, Samson's wife was taken from him. Amen. So after he destroyed this, destroyed them, took their clothes, took it to uh, the men, 
after he took it to the men, what he did was he left in anger and went back home. Then he decided, let me go be with my wife. Let me fix everything up. Let me go back. Samson went back and he found out that his wife was taken from him. His father-in-law had given his wife to his best man. The father offered Samson a younger sister instead. Samson was not pleased with the idea of a substitute. As a punishment for taking away his wife, Samson tied 300 foxes together by their tails in pairs and lit a torch between them. The foxes ran through the cornfields of the Philistines, destroying their crops. The Philistines retaliated against Samson by burning Samson's wife and her household. Samson single-handedly went to war against the Philistines. Amen? So he started to fight them. And, and, I mean, he was in so much mess, so much drama, so all of this stuff, because he wanted what his eyes was seeing. Amen? And, and, and we as well often, we fight. We fight for things that were never really intended for us. Amen? We fight for things that the Lord has not even spoken into our spirit that it belongs to us. But yet we keep fighting, wasting time, wasting energy, wasting anointing. Amen? All because we want what we want. Amen? And I'm, I, I, I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to be in a place where I'm wasting time. And I'm wasting the, 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 the anointing and the power that he's given me. Amen? I don't want to waste it anymore on what I want. And it's time to get to a place where we're, we're, we're no longer living for what we want. But we're, we're living for the will of God to be done in our lives. Amen? And, and it's hard to get to that place. It's hard to get to that place. But we see here that Samson um, did all of this, but it all worked for his good. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to work for your good. The good, the bad, it's going to work for your good. Amen. So, we are not told how many people Samson slew at this first battle. But apparently, an impressive number, amen, he then retreated to a mountain. So after all of this, after he um, did what he did, he retreated to a mountain. The men of the Philistines came to take Samson by force. But the men of Israel did not want their country destroyed because of this war. They, they, they knew the Philistines were mightier than Israel. Therefore, 3,000 Israelites came to Samson to ask him to turn himself in. He allowed them to bind him with ropes and deliver him to the Philistines. Amen? So sometimes, y'all, the enemy will come um, in a way that seems so innocent. He will come um, presenting things that we may not really struggle with, but that, that little thing that we may not really struggle with might lead us to going back to bondage. Amen? And that's what I thought about Samson. He was presented with something where, I mean, with the Philistines, where they was just like, not the Philistines, but the Israelites themselves came to him like, look, let's just take you back. We're not going to kill you. We're not going to kill you. We just want to take you back. But, yeah, you didn't, yeah, y'all wasn't going to kill him, 
but y'all going to take me back to a place where I could end up dying. Amen. And we have to be careful with what we do because, uh, uh, you know, some of you might struggle with uh, looking at porn and you might say, well, I'm just going to look on Instagram and look at certain pictures. That's not going to harm me. It's not going to lead me into anything. But you look at certain pictures and it can lead you back to that old, that old struggle. Amen. So it's best to just stay away and not let the enemy get any type of stronghold. Amen. So they was able to hold him for a period of time. And, and then uh, they was able to take him to his enemies. So at one point, Samson was surrounded by the Philistines in Gaza to capture him and to kill him. Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, uh, the enemy's not playing games. He wants to kill you. We take that so lightly. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. And sometimes he don't do it right away. He don't just snatch you up and just kill you. Amen. It's like, it's like um, a snake when it goes after its prey. It doesn't immediately, yes, it strikes. Um, sometimes it strikes and then it, it, it suffocates the animal until it eventually dies. And that's what he do with us a little bit at a time. Squeeze. A little bit at a time. Squeeze. A little bit at a time. Squeeze. And then before you know it, we're, we're spiritually dead. Amen. And so he, he takes his time with us. He don't hit us with everything he got. And I, I'm glad that he don't. But even the way he do it is still, is still uh, uh, dangerous. And we have to be careful with not allowing him to catch hold of us. Some of us right now can't even worship because the enemy is slowly squeezing us. Amen. We have a door open that we're not willing to close and he has grabbed hold of us, and he's squeezing the life out of us. And so therefore, with this, with this, when you think of a snake and how it wraps itself around the, the prey, and it just squeezes, we can't even lift our hands because they're bound by the out of us. Amen? And, and, and so what we have to do is we have to close that door. Close that door. And, 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 and go into worship and saying, Lord, I shut that door. I turn away from that thing that is causing me harm. And I, I worship you, Lord, and I give you all of me. I give you my heart. I give, you're Lord of all, as the song was saying. You're Lord of all. And Lord, I give you me. I don't no longer want to be squeezed by the enemy. Amen. So, so that's deep. So the enemy grabbed hold of him. He went back to took him back and so it says here that at one point Samson was surrounded by the Philistines and Gaza to capture him and kill him he rose in the middle of the night and tore the gates of the city from the hinges so he rose in the middle of the night and tore the gates of the city from the hinges amen so Samson had a, a supernatural strength he had a strength, amen? And so on his way, being able, I mean, they, they were going to take him back to his enemies. But he was able to rise and break out. Amen. And when I read that, I thought about Jesus, just how he rose from the dead, amen? He rose from the dead and the veil was torn, amen? And so we have that access to go 
to the throne of grace, amen, with not having to offer up any dead animals or any sacrifices, but we can go to the throne. And I thought about how Jesus rose from the dead and he broke the chains, amen? And that's the same thing uh, he, he, he's doing, he's doing now, amen? Amen. We're almost finished. So Samson had a woman problem, y'all. He had a woman problem. The reason he was in Gaza previously was to be with a prostitute. Later, he was in the valley of Sorak with Delilah, who was not his wife. Amen. Delilah was a Philistine. The leaders of the land each promised to pay her 1,100 pieces of silver for her help in discovering Samson's strength and for bringing him into captivity. Amen. Amen. So through various attempts and pleading, she was able to uncover his weakness. Amen? So she was able to uncover his weakness. Why? Because he told her oh, his weakness. She kept pursuing him and kept asking him. And eventually, he laid his head in her lap and he let it all out. Let her know, let her know what his secret was. And the strength was in his hair. Amen? And so therefore... Uh, she did, she, she, Delilah did that so that she can get some money and so that uh, Samson can be del- delivered over to the enemies. Amen? And so she did all that for some money and I just thought about how, how you know, and sometimes we, we, we just give the enemy too much. We're always complaining. We calling somebody on the phone and telling them our problems. There's nothing wrong with telling anybody your problems. But let's start telling the Lord our problems and declaring and decreeing that it's going to work out. Declaring and decreeing that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. But sometimes we just open up our mouths. I'm so, uh, uh, I'm just, I'm never going to be anything. Or uh, I'm always going to have this anger. Or I'm always going to be an addict. Or I'm always going to struggle with porn. Or I'm always going to struggle with lust. Or I'm always going to have a problem with stealing. We speak those things out of our mouths and even over our children and we become the very thing that we said in our minds or in our hearts that we don't want to be. And so therefore, when we open our mouth, there's power in our tongue, there's power in what we speak out of our mouth and if we start declaring the word of God over our lives and knowing who we are, we will be able to see uh, chains fall off, we'll be able to see deliverance in our lives. Amen. Amen. So it is it's crazy that he laid his leg. He got too comfortable. He got too comfortable and laid his head in her lap. And we do that too. We get comfortable and we lay our heads right in the enemy lap. And our thoughts uh, are polluted by the enemy. And, and, and therefore we're in need of the spirit to wash our mind, to, to give us the same mind that was also in Christ. Uh, we, we need that mind to also be in us. So we have to get to a place to stop telling the enemy our business. Stop telling the enemies our story. Some of us, we actually have, uh, you know, people in our life, and we tell them our weaknesses. And, and not so much verbally, but our actions. Enabling people. Things like that. We're, 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 we're giving, we're telling them our weakness, and then they're running all over us, and then we're giving them a foothold into our life. Amen. Amen. So Samson was placed in front of the prison house. I'm sorry. 
So Samson's hair had been cut and his eyes gulched out. He was taken to the grinding wheel of the Philistines, and Samson was publicly humili humiliated. Amen? So when we get to that place where we just giving the enemy everything, we're going to um, embarrass ourselves, but also we, uh, we, well, our witness is not going to look too good. Amen? And it says that they, uh, they cut his hair. So he's looking crazy. Can you imagine somebody who had dreads all these years, had dreads, and then they just shaved it all off? So he didn't look like himself, amen? And that's how it is when we play with the enemy. We don't look like what we're supposed to look like. We don't look like who God has intended us to look like, amen? And we actually look worse than what we should look like, amen? And um, so they cut off and they gulped out his eyes. Can anybody tell me why y'all think they took his eyes out? Anybody? So he couldn't attack them. That's it. That's it. But um, in the spirit, I thought about, like, the enemy wants to steal our vision. When you don't have a vision, we perish. So it's like, if you can't see where God wants to take you, you're not going to get anywhere. So we have to start believing in the word of God and what he says about our future. Amen. He says a lot about what he has in store for us. Amen. So they took away his eyes, took away his vision so that he couldn't see. They took away his strength so he couldn't perform at the uh, capacity that he should perform. Amen. So they got rid of all of that. The enemy stole all of that from him, and he was not able to function the way he was anointed to, to function. Amen. So, I, I, I truly don't believe that Samson's strength was wrapped up in the length of his hair. Amen. His strength was something that was given to him by God for a purpose. We see that the Spirit of God moved upon Samson to give him his strength. When Samson continually disregarded the vow or calling that God bestowed upon him, that is when his strength was taken away from him. So I don't believe that the Spirit of the Lord will leave me, but I do believe that I'll get weary and weak, amen, when I'm playing on the enemy's territory. Hallelujah. How many of you, know, how many of you have experienced being weak because of following the enemy's plan? I'm not saying that if you are weak, it's because you're following the enemy's plan. Because sometimes when you're serving the Lord, you do get weak. But in your weakness, he makes us strong. Amen. But there is a weakness that will come upon you where you're falling short. And you, you keep uh, giving um, energy, I mean, power to the enemy. You keep uh, falling and all that. And that, that weakness comes upon you because you have, you, you have decided to partner with the enemy. So here it is. Samson has no vision. He has no strength. He's bound up in chains. He's at a place where it looks like it was no return. He was being humiliated. Everybody on the outside was looking at him. They were teasing him. In fact, it was entertainment to them. How many of you know the people that hate on you? It's entertaining to them when they see you down. They like to see that you're not prospering in life. They like to see that you're not getting anywhere. It's entertaining to them. So with, with, with all of the Philistines looking at him and mocking him, he was humiliated. So Samson was placed in front of the prison house 
to be humiliated once again. He asked the young boy that led him out to place his hands on the pillars of the building. Though blinded and humiliated, or maybe because he was finally humbled, Samson prayed that God would allow him to do a work on behalf of Israel once again. God granted him the strength. Amen. So, so what he did was he took his arm. When the pillar fell, it destroyed everyone. And when it destroyed everyone, him his, himself was included. He died doing what he was called to do. In chapter 16, let's go there, verse 30. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he bowed with all his strength, and the house fell upon the lords and, and upon all the people who were in it. So then the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he had killed during his life. <laughs> he killed more people dying than he did in his life. Amen. And in hearing that, it's like the only way these enemies are not going to defeat me is if I die first. What does that look like? What does it look like to die to yourself? Meaning denying yourself of the pleasures of this world. Dying to self so that I won't be defeated by my enemies. Amen. It, it, it don't it don't sound good. It don't feel good. Amen. But there's a dying that needs to take place. Amen. In order for us to have victory in this life, I'm tired of being defeated by the enemies with thoughts and with uh, struggles uh, that I shouldn't even be struggling with. I'm, I'm tired of that. And I think that I need to die. The Bible says that we have to crucify our flesh daily. Amen. So yes, we, there is something that we have to do. We have to take up our cross and, and follow him. And, and like I said, it's not easy. I can't imagine Samson 
being in a place of, of, of willing to die to do what God has called him to do. But it, it had to take some humility. It had to take for him to experience losing strength. It had to take for him to experience losing his vision. It had to take all of that. All of that he went through. It was for the glory of God. It was for, his, for the goodness that God had in store for him. Amen. But we have to die to self. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's good for you. Amen. And it feels good because when you die yourself, you deny yourself. Deny yourself of the worldly pleasures. Amen. When being presented with different things. When being presented with different things that you like to do, that you really like to do, and being able to deny that, um, it gets easier. At first it's hard. But it, it, it gets easier. And at times it's, it's going to be a struggle. But... The victory that comes along with that is, is, is greater than anything else. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, and, you know, just looking at the story of Samson, I thought about uh, just how because of his death, amen, he defeated all of our enemies a long time ago. Amen. So whatever we are struggling with, sin, the sin that we struggle with, he died for that. He died for that. And because of his death, amen. He has destroyed all of our enemies. And we have to start proclaiming the word of God over our lives and start believing who we are. I believe at that point in time, Samson believed who he was. And, 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 and at that point in time, he didn't just push the pillars down because he knew his hair was growing back. He didn't, he didn't push the pillars down because he knew he could do it. What he did was he submitted to the spirit of the Lord and he spoke to God. And there are some people in here that is at a place where you feel humiliated. You feel like you're not where you need to be. Amen. You feel like the enemy has been triumphing over you. You feel like you're locked up. You're chained up. Amen. And you have not submitted to the Lord and asked him, Lord, if you just give me this one more chance. If you would just come upon me and help me to be able to destroy this thing in my life. God, I, I, I trust you and I need your power. I need your glory. I need your strength. Hallelujah. I need the vision. I need my vision to come back. I, I need my strength to come back so that I can be all that you have called me to be. So that I can say what you have me to say. So that I can defeat the enemies that are coming up against me. For I know it says in the word that we, even when my enemies come up against me, amen, like a flood, that the Lord will lift up a standard. Hallelujah. And I'm just grateful that I don't have to be defeated anymore. I don't have to be bound by any chains anymore. Can we stand on our feet? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I believe that as we lift our hands, amen. Can we have Mario come up? I believe that as we lift our hands, some of us have lost vision. We forgot what the Lord wants to do in our lives. We are weak. 
Some of you are weak and you just don't have the strength to fight anymore. And I just want to encourage you to let you know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against, wrestle against principalities, rulers, high places. And it's not, it has nothing to do with anybody's flesh. It has everything to do with what's going on in the spirit realm. So stop fighting man. Stop fighting other people and trying to make things work the way you want it to work. But allow the Lord to work in your life. Stop trying to make something fit that just, it just wasn't meant to fit. Stop giving yourself over to the enemy. Samson gave himself to his people to bind him in order for them to take him to his enemies. So stop letting stuff grab hold of you. So let's lift up our hands. And I believe as we lift our hands, there are chains falling. Amen. I believe that gold that Michelle was talking about is being poured right now. It's still being poured. And I believe that as we worship, as we talk to the Lord, chains are coming off. Amen. And they're floating up into the air. I believe that in our worship, we're giving God our hearts our minds, our souls, and we're asking him to take control. Some of us don't even want to give it up. We don't, we, we, we want to hold on to it because it makes us feel good. It, 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 it comforts me, God. I, I don't want to give it up. But now is the time to be real with the Lord. Lord, I like this sin. I like what I do. I like, I like it, God. But Lord, I love you. And I know that you don't want me to be hindered any longer. I know, God, that you want to free me. I've been bound too long, God. I've been bound too long, God. It's time for me to be free. It's time for me to walk in liberty. It's time for me to love you. It's time for me to worship you. It's time for me to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let's talk to the Lord. Y'all, let's be real with him. Let's be real with him. Let's be real with him. Lord, I don't always talk the way you want me to talk. Come on, y'all. Let's be real with him. Hallelujah. Lord, I don't always pray when you tell me to pray. Lord, I don't always read when I feel your spirit telling me to read. But I let it go in your presence, God. I worry about things that you have full control of. I'm experiencing anxiety, God. And that's fear. And you, you, you have not given me the spirit of fear. I let it go, God struggle with addiction. I let it go, God. I want to be right all the time. I let it go, God. My pride is in the way. I let it go, God. 
selfish sometimes, but I let it go, God. I want my way all the time, but I let it go, God. I want what I want when I want it, but I let it go, God. in the chains. Hallelujah. Let's open up our mouths and give them some glory. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you, God. We have to press into his presence. Amen. Amen. That's a sermon that comes not out of seminary, but a sermon that comes out of life. That's someone who's walked the road, less traveled. It is the one, just a blessed reminder. It's someone who speaks from experience, someone who's gone through the fire. You don't learn of such things in books. You learn of such things through walking with the Lord. Amen? There's, a, there's obviously a, something that the Lord is doing here, the tearing down of, of, of chains. So I just encourage you, you know, if you go down to the cafe, go to the cafe, there'd be, there'd be things down here. But if you just need a little more time to presence, then stay. The Lord just spoke to me when Ramon was, was praying here. You see that when the Philistines go to Delilah, they say, can you please, you got, you got to find a way to ask him, where does his strength come from? Where does it come from? You see, so many times when we see depictions of Samson, we see this big, burly guy with big muscles. Now, that would make sense. If he had big, burly muscles, the Philistines would know where his strength came from. But he didn't have big, burly muscles because they're like, where does his strength come from? We don't know. And finally, it's leaked out. It comes from his hair. Now, the hair is really a testimony of what his parents said. He shall be consecrated unto the Lord. You see, the growing out of the hair was a Nazarite vow. It was a special vow that people took to say, I want to be consecrated to my Father. His strength, our strength comes when we live a consecrated life. It doesn't come from our muscles. It doesn't come from our human abilities. It comes when we come before Him and we say, we live a consecrated life. I just felt the Lord was saying, not to add to what Ramon was saying, just unbelievable message. That's what the Lord was doing today in the testimonies and in the worship and in the teaching was, come on, chains be gone as we see the consecrated life. So Father, we submit to you, we, we pray as Pastor Ramon just heard from you and is stirring in our hearts. Father, I pray that we would be a people in this place, as a community and as individuals, that we would say, today, today I'm going to live that consecrated life. 
I know in the past I put my head in the lap of the enemy, but today I'm going to choose to live that consecrated life. So Father, we just come before you. You say, give us the eyes to see. Give us the, the muscles, the spiritual muscles to just say, I'm going to submit and surrender all things to you and watch those chains dissipate. No razor shall come upon his head. The desire to live a consecrated life. That's where it comes from. It just comes from a desire. And that's the power at the end of Samson's life. He sinned. He did things. But at the end, at the end, he just says, I desire one thing, Lord. That before I die, that your will would be done in my life. So go before him. Go before him. No matter what your past, no matter what you did this morning, no matter what you did a half hour ago, no matter the thought that just came into your head 50 seconds ago, but right now you just say, Lord, I'm choosing to live a consecrated life. Because of your blood, you've set me free, and now I can live a pure life in your eyes. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen? Have a wonderful week. Please feel free to stay and just stay in the presence the Lord is leading you. The Lord is clearly doing something today. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you downstairs. Amen. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious.